Hey, North Point Church family, so good to be back with you this Sunday. I hope you guys are enjoying our online church platform and are getting used to it and accustomed to it. I know this is just a season, but we want to do the best we can to continue to minister with you. I just want to tell you, take advantage of the chat room. As Ian said earlier, talk to one another, say hello to one another. I also want to point out that my notes are actually on the page. You can click on a section that says notes and follow along. And I even have some discussion questions that you can utilize and talk together as a family at the end of the service. So I encourage you to do that. And I want to reiterate one more time that if you need prayer at any point during the service, click on the live prayer thing and our pastors would love to pray with you. So our goal during this season right now is we have two main focuses. We want to uh, find a way to continue to have authentic community in this time and as well to minister to the whole family. And so I'm going to ask you, as I said last week and I want to say over and over again, if you are watching this by yourself, you need to find someone else in the house, go watch it with them, do this as a family, FaceTime with someone if you want to because there's going to be discussion and talk back time during all this. So, so excited to have you guys here. Let's jump into today's sermon and talk about God's Word. So with the people you're with, I want to ask this question as we're doing a series in Psalms 23. I want you to discuss with one another, what are, what are you most restless about right now in your life? Like, like what, is, what are those things that you find yourself anxious about? And there's plenty to go on right now, I know. But with the people you're in the room with, maybe, if you're not with someone, you can chat it online on the sidebar right there and people can talk. But share with each other real quick, what are you most restless or anxious about right now? Take a moment, and after our timer's up, we'll come right back and uh, talk together about this. Well, I hope you had good discussion. I don't know about you. For me, I find myself restless and anxious about a lot of stuff right now going on. I mean, there's so much going on in the world, whether it be health, whether it be job, whether it be if you're a parent now trying to figure out how to homeschool your kid. It's a difficult time, isn't it? And it's funny to me and interesting to me that in difficult times, we find ourselves being restless and anxious. What's even more anxious to me is that even animals have the same sort of thing. Uh, I don't know if you can relate, if you have any animals like that. Uh, me and my wife, when we first got married, we did, we did what most people do. You bought a puppy and pretended like it was your baby. And so we bought this dog named Gabby. She was half lab, half Weimaraner, and she grew up, and she was a big dog, but we loved her like she was our child. I'm um, a little embarrassed to say she slept in our bed, and we just babied her like crazy. But she was a real anxious and restless dog. And I remember one time she was playing in the backyard, and her nail got peeled back, uh, showing the quick right there, and we had to take her to the vet. And so we take her to the vet, and, and she's just restless and anxious, and we can't get her to sit down. And the vet comes in and says, I'm going to have to chop it off the nail, and it's going to have to grow back. And he's trying to do this, and she just will not sit still. So finally the vet does something which just terrified me. He says, all right, got to put her down. And he just leaves the room. And I'm sitting by myself in this room going, what did he just say? And about a couple of minutes in or later, he walks in with the syringe, gives my dog a shot, and says, it'll be over in about two to three minutes, and just leaves again. And I'm sitting here thinking, did you just kill my dog? Like, what did you do? And my dog slowly starts stumbling around, and I found out later it's like the sedative to make her just chill out, more or less, and just kind of paralyze her in some ways. And after it had worn out, he came back in, and he did what he had to do, and he got done and says, hey, this sedative will wear off in about 15 minutes. And so I found myself picking up my giant half-lab, half-Weimaraner dog, and as I'm walking out, I'll never forget, I'm carrying my dog out, her tongue's hanging out, and over here to the side is a kid sitting here with his puppy, uh, about to go see the vet, and sees me carrying out my dog that I think they just killed. It was a very strange and traumatic time. It was a traumatic experience for me, for my dog, but for Gabby, it was the only way she could get healed. 
I share that with you because in Psalms 23, we see kind of something God does with us in the same way. Uh, if you have your Bibles, you can open up to Psalms 23. We're going to read the whole passage. But our, our big idea today is this, is that God leads us to rest. You see, we talked last week about God is my shepherd. And if, if we get that right in our life, we find that we have everything we need. But the next part in verses 2 and 3 we find is God leads us to rest. And so if you have your Bibles, open up. We're going to read Psalms 23. I want to give you some background again real quick to make you understand. This is a psalm written by David. It's poetry. It's worship. This is, psalm, this is David's prayer journal, more or less. And we're reading inside what his heart is. He's worshiping God. And many scholars believe this is David at the end of his life looking back in the truth about what he's saying about God. So open your Bibles. Uh, use the YouVersion app on the page there if you want. And let's read along. It says this. It says, the Lord is my shepherd. I have what I need. He lets me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He renews my life. He leads me along the right path for his namesake. It says, even when I go through the darkest valleys, I fear no danger. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. It says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My, my cup overflows. It says, only goodness and faithful love will pursue me, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord as long as I live. I love scripture because I think there's truth in it for us today and how we can live and find confidence during this very trying time that we're all going through together. And I want to encourage you as much as I can. And so the big idea, again, is God leads us to rest. And we want to unpack verses 2 and 3. And so if you look, let's start with verse 2. It says, he lets me lie down in green pastures. You see, the first point I think I find is this, is God makes me stop. There's times in my life where I like it or not, and God kind of brings me to a stop in what I'm doing to get my attention. It says, he lets me lie down in green pastures. That word lets me, the original language, it means actually to cause to rest or to make lie down. He literally takes his sheep and says, listen, you're going to stop. Now, now, we struggle with this, don't we? I don't know about you, but even when uh, God forces me in my life to stop, I struggle. I struggle of just stopping and resting and just finding contentment in the Lord. As a matter of fact, if you're like me, you probably make statements like this saying, man, I feel like I'm just going, going, going. Like, I just can't stop. You, you feel that way? You, even right now in this season. Or, or I say this about my kids and my family. Say, I just wish I had more time with my family. I, I wish I'd have more time with my kids. I wish I had more time with my wife. I, I want to just bring something to your attention about the opportunity in the midst of the crisis we have right now. Like, like God has brought the world to a stop in many ways, and what are we doing with this? Now, now let me just say this. I know for some of you, you're what's deemed as essential personnel, and you're ministering to people, and I know this doesn't apply to you, but I want to say you have a unique opportunity to minister to people like no one ever will ever get to do probably again. I want to thank you for that. But for many of us right now, we're brought to a stop, and we have an opportunity because we're stuck at home with family, and what are we doing with it? Now, before you read more into this or misconstrue maybe what I'm saying, God is not the author of evil. God's not the one that orchestrated this whole thing to happen. I love what Max Licato once said. He said this. He said, in God's hand, intended evil becomes eventual good. Like, God can take the evil things in the world and use it for his purposes to bring good things about. 
And I think about what's going on right now. Like, I'm right now stuck in a situation where I'm working with home. My kids are at home doing uh, homeschooling, and I have an opportunity to spend time with them. And what am I doing with it? As a matter of fact, I want to just tell you, just even this week, I had an opportunity. And, and yet, yeah, I don't take that. I just can't find myself stopping. Do, do you struggle with that right now? Like, God has brought everything to stop, and we just can't do it. Can I tell you, like, God can lead us to the green pastures, the place where he says, listen, I've provided everything you need, but it's our responsibility to stop sometimes and take advantage of that. Now, I want to show you a picture on the screen that's going to pop up of happened this week. My oldest daughter, Addie, who's eight years old, uh, she was in the morning. I was working in the back room, and I got up to stop to come see what the kids are doing. I walked up, and my daughter's in the backyard doing a Bible study by herself. First time I've ever seen this happen, and no one prompted her. She's just doing it. I snapped a picture, and I'm thinking, man, if I'd been going out in my normal routine of life, I would have never caught this opportunity. And it's something I could have missed because I just don't know how to stop. What are you doing with this opportunity to stop? And and so I want to ask you this question. Just reflect, maybe with the people you're with, and at the end, discuss this. But let me ask you, like, why can't you stop? Or maybe here's a more appropriate question is, why won't you stop? Think about that. We just go and go and go, and we beg God, God, if you just, man, things would just slow down. If I just had more time, and some of you guys are getting that. Some of you guys have college kids that are home that you don't ever get to see, and you have an opportunity. You have little ones that are growing up in front of you. You have husbands and wives that, you know, we just, we have, have been grown apart and haven't taken this time. Haven't been spending time with the Lord. Like, what are you doing with this? God makes me stop. I love, he says, he lets me lie down. He makes me lie down in green pastures. But he doesn't stop there. He makes me lie down in green pastures. But the next part, it says this. He leads me beside quiet waters. I can't help but read this. And what I pictured and unpacked is this. is God tries to still my mind. Like while he gets me to physically stop, mentally I find myself keep going. Like think about this. He says he leads me beside quiet or still waters. What's, what's the opposite of still waters? It's raging waters. You ever been by a raging stream? It's mesmerizing. It captures you, but it's loud. It's deafening. It's distracting. It's dangerous. And yet we find ourselves often not being able to focus because what's going on? I had a friend that once preached on this passage, and he talked about how he looked into it and said, sheep are kind of dumb animals at times. And if they come up to streams that are running really fast, they will actually walk up to the water, and, and they'll just get caught up with the water moving so fast that eventually they will fall in and be a danger to themselves. But it says God leads us to still waters. He wants to still our mind. He wants us to find rest. For us nowadays, and I think right now, and this is where I'm going to be honest, I really struggle, is I'm physically stopping, but I'm mentally going. You know what I'm saying? Or, or here's another way of saying it. Maybe it's like this. I'm, I'm physically present with my family, but I'm mentally absent. But while I'm with them and while I'm at home and my routine and schedule has been blown up, Mentally, I'm thinking about 10 million other things I need to be doing. I struggle with this. I've struggled with it the past year as I was taking college classes and juggling church and family and, and, and taking um, classes online. I, I found myself that any moment that I had to stop, I couldn't help be thinking about the next thing I needed to do or what I had forgotten, and I could not just stop and rest and still my mind. And, and God says he leads us to this. Can, can I tell you the truth is this? Let me notice is God leads us to the water, but he can't make us drink it. He can only bring us to it. And so I want to ask you this, with the people you're with, something to discuss with later, like, what has been mentally consuming you in this season? 
When you sit down and things get quiet and, and, and you have an opportunity where you could be resting, what are those thoughts that are running through your mind that you just you can't stop thinking about? Is it, is it your finance? Man, what if I lose my job? What am I going to do? How am I going to do this? Is it your health? What, what if I catch this? What's going to happen? Like, what, what are those things that are mentally consuming you? Like God has made us stop, and he's trying to lead us by still waters, but what are we doing with that? And so God wants to use us and grow us in that. That's why I love it. It says, he lets me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters to still my mind. And the third thing he says, he renews my life. You know what he does there? He fills me back up. That, that word renew in the original language, it means this. It means to bring back into original existence, use, or function, or position. God desires to restore and renew you in this season. God wants you to stop. God wants you to still your mind, and God wants to fill you back up. But let me ask you this. How often do we allow other things in our life to renew us? Like, like think about this. What are those things in your life that you pursue that, that you just say, I need this to stop and still my mind? For me, I'm going to be honest, for me, if I want to veg out and just distract my mind, I'll watch like YouTube videos or do something like that. I find myself to have to go biking outdoors or do something that mentally consumes me in other ways I, to fill me back up. Some of us use social media. Some of us use financial stability. If I just know my finances are good and things are going out, I feel renewed in that. And we find other things trying to fill us up. When in reality, it's God that needs to fill us up. I love what one author, a guy named Philip Keller, who wrote a book about Psalms 23 from a shepherd's perspective. And he said this about sheep. He said, sheep are incapable of finding good water on their own. He says, if left alone, sheep will drink whatever water they stumble upon, even if it's stagnant, filthy, and unfit to drink. You see, God wants to fill us up, but when it comes to those times of rest, when we finally stop, we find ourselves filling ourselves back up with things that really don't sustain or help us. It's like this. I liken it to this, of going and working out, and as soon as you get it done working out, you reward yourself by going and getting ice cream. Like, it completely defeats the whole purpose of what you just did, Right? And God says, listen, if you would stop and you would allow me to renew you and fill you back up. How many of you in this season are finding opportunity to pursue the Lord and allow him to renew you, to renew who you are, to take this opportunity? Your schedule's been blown up, so create a new one with God in mind. But let me ask you this. Here's a question to process. How do you get filled by the Lord? Or maybe if you've never done that before, maybe here's a question. How can you? Get filled by the Lord. How can you start something right now? God makes us stop. God stills my mind or leads us to a place so that we can still our mind. God fills me back up, but I love the last part. Look what it says. It says, he renews my life, then he leads me along the right path for his name's sake. You know what he does? He sends me back out. God stops me. He leads me to a place to still my mind. He renews me. You know what he does then? He sends me back out refreshed and renewed. That word, he says, said he leads me along the right path. It means like righteous path or, or righteous conduct. God puts us back on the right path so we can find success in life, so we can say, listen, I'm going to be faithful to walking with the Lord now. God sends me back out in the right direction. I think of just even this week, we're trying to teach my kids how to ride their bikes. And so what little free time we get, we take them out and we're teaching them. 
and my kids are still using training wheels. We're still doing that stuff. But when we start them out, we don't point them towards a car, towards a place where they're going to have to turn. We point them on a straight path because I want them to learn the right rhythms and everything, and I want them to have as much space to do it the right way. Like God does the same thing with us. He sends us back out in the right path. And what's interesting to me is God does this, but why does he do this? Like, why is God so fixated on us stopping, us resting, being filled back up and sending us back out? Well, one, one I think you see throughout scriptures, God loves his sheep. Like, he loves you. He cares about you. He, he values you. He wants you. But another thing that scripture tells us right here is he does it for his own name's sake. Why is he doing it? He said, he leads me along the right path for his name's sake. You know what that means? It means for his reputation. Now, this might be strange, but hear me out. Listen to what I'm saying here. God sends us back out, renews us for his reputation. Why would God's reputation be on the line? Why would that honestly matter? Well, the reason is, is because it's because this, because sheep are a reflection of their shepherd. Sheep who are anxious and are restless and are nervous and are struggling, you know, that's a direct reflection of their shepherd's capability. People like us as Christians, when we struggle and we're hurting, listen, it's a reflection of our own God and his capabilities. Think of it this way. Let me say it another way. If God's people, if God's children, if God's sheep are just as stressed, fearful, negative, and hopeless as everyone else in the world, what hope do you truly have to offer to those who are not God's children yet? If they see you just as anxious, just as nervous, just as hopeless, like what, what hope do you have to offer saying, hey, this is what my God can do? That's where God's children shine the brightest in difficult times like this. We can say, listen, I have peace that transcends understanding because God is good. My shepherd's good. He cares for me. What does that say about God? Let me say it in other ways. And this is a question I encourage you to reflect on after the sermon's over is, what would people say about your shepherd? From looking at your life, what would people say about your shepherd? Would they say that, man, he provides, he cares, he loves, he's present? Or is he absent? Is he gone? Does he neglect his sheep? Does he not care for them? You see, our response, our action is a direct reflection. And so God wants to lead us to rest. He wants to make us stop. He wants to steal our mind. He wants to fill us back up, and he wants to send us back out. Do you see the progression there? It's almost like changing direction. God's like, stop. Just rest. Just steal your mind. Quit, quit letting all these anxieties go through your mind. Like, listen to me. Fill, fill your life with who I am because I'm going to send you back out to be a light to this dark world. God wants to use you. And so I want to ask you, in that progression, where are you right now? Think about that. Has God made you stop and you haven't stilled your mind? Maybe you need to do that today. Maybe you, you found a way to steal your mind, but yet you're renewing yourself with other things, and you're finding comfort in other things that are not God. You know what that's called? It's called idols. That's what it is. And idols take on many different forms and functions. Or maybe God has done all these sort of things, and yet you're hoarding it to yourself, and God wants to send you back out for his name's sake, and you're just not doing it. God wants to use you. Listen, can I tell you something? The whole country in some way, shape, or form has come to a stop. Their schedule has been interrupted, and the question is, now what? Now what? What are you, what are you going to do with your opportunity? I love this. You, you are either a victim of your circumstances or a pioneer of your opportunities. You're either sitting on your couch right now saying, man, poor pitiful me, and listen, it is tough. I'm not trying to negate it, 
where you're saying, listen, God has given me an opportunity that I'm going to use for his kingdom, his glory. I'm going to use this with my family. And so what will you do with your opportunity? I challenge you to find a place to come and rest in the Lord. If that sounds foreign, then try it today. In your notes at the bottom of the page, I have a section to talk about a Psalms 23 challenge for this week. Every day this week for 30 minutes to find some way to stop and do these things. I encourage you to do that for yourself. I encourage you to do it as a family. But take this seriously. God has something for us in this time. And so I don't know where you're at or what you're struggling with right now. Listen, maybe you need prayer right now. And this is the time to click on the live prayer, and our pastors want to pray with you. They want to encourage you. Maybe he's like, I just need help through this time. Listen, take advantage of that. Pastors, make yourself available and present right now so they know who you are. Some of you don't know this God I'm talking about, and this seems completely foreign and impossible to you. Can I tell you something right now? God wants you to be one of his sheep. He's a shepherd that is seeking after you. And so if you want Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, Scripture makes it clear that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, you will be saved. And this truth I'm talking about today could be for you. And so if that's you, if you're saying, man, I want that, I want to receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, I want to have peace, I want to have rest you're talking about, listen, I'm going to ask you to click on that live prayer right now. Click on that and and just talk to one of our pastors and let them walk you through Because can I tell you something? Nothing in this world is going to give you peace and hope like our Jesus Christ can do. So I encourage you to find that. Maybe you need to rededicate your Lord. Maybe you need to say, listen, I'm going to give my life to the Lord in a new way. I'm a Christian, but but today I'm going to start living different. I'm going to start finding and pursuing the Lord. Let this be the day. What do you need to do? Listen, please do not leave this platform without taking the opportunity to make a decision, to, to make some action plans of what you're going to do. Respond. Take the opportunity. Our pastors, if you have not made yourself known, please do it again. Say, hey, I'm free. If anybody needs a prayer, click on that live prayer. Take advantage of it. We want to hear from you. We want to encourage you. We want to point you to the good shepherd because we know he's good. And so I pray you just allow that to happen. I'm so excited you joined us today. I'm so excited about what God's doing. I pray that God is encouraging you and filling you in the season. He can and he will if you just seek after him. This morning, uh, as we wrap up our our morning preaching time of our service, we're going to take an offering time. We don't have a plate to pass, like I said, but on the page, you should should see a section that says giving. It connects right to our online giving platform. If you can't find it there, you can go to northpoint.tv, and there's a section on our webpage you can click. But I'm going to ask you, please, uh, and be faithful to your giving. If you're struggling right now, you give what you can, or just, man, be faithful in whatever way you can during the season. We know it's a challenge. We're so excited. So please do that right now. Take advantage of that opportunity. If you need a mail in your check, if you need to do that, if that's what's best for you, you're still welcome to do that. We're so excited to continue to worship you. We're so excited to be a part of what's going on. And we want to continue to love you and care for you. We want to continue to find ways to have authentic community and minister to the whole family. And so right after the sermon's over, you'll find many resources for our children and youth available for you. Go to our website and you can find those all there. We encourage you to do that. Take advantage of it. Uh, If you enjoyed this sermon and you want to have some more talk back, there's some discussion questions, listen, find an opportunity to do that with someone, with your family who you're with. Talk to one of the other church members, but talk together. Make this a real and make it applicable to your life. I'm so excited to be worshiping you today. We're going to continue to worship. I'll see you guys next week. Take care.